Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. After a brief hiatus, we are back, and we are kicking off a new series called Tech Meets Promo. One of the good things about uh, the, all the chefs in the Promo Kitchen, I, I think virtually everyone involved in Promo Kitchen has hit this strange but wonderful spike where we are busy as all get out. So when you contact another chef over the past 30 to 45 days, it's been crazy and insane. The good news is for those that listen, we work and sweat in the same world that you do. So if you experience hiatus with us, please know it's just because we are just slammed and hopefully you are too. But this new series I'm really excited about. What we hope to bring are some of the brightest minds in the industry uh, to the Promo Kitchen podcast to talk, talk about the future of technology as it relates to the promotional products business, to talk about their particular technology products because we're going to be interviewing some of the best tools and resources out there. If um, you were to ask me, the number one challenge and opportunity in our industry has to do with technology and I've said it before, I'll stand on any safety advocates table and say so. Technology is the number one issue and opportunity. So we are going to continue on this track for a while. We have two or three other series coming up behind the Tech Meets promo, so we've got some great seasons ahead of us on the Promo Kitchen podcast. Before before I just continue rambling on, again, this is Bobby Lehu. Mark Ram is, actually couldn't make it this time, but we are joined today to kick off this podcast. I can think of nobody better than having Brandon Stewart join us from Promo Labs. Brandon is the president of Promo Labs. Brandon, how, um, how old is Promo Labs now? Uh, it's almost two years old. Okay. How many how many distributors um, are you currently working with? Yeah, we um, we are just over a thousand right now. Um, some of those, and it's a good it's a good mix. We have some folks that are just you know one person. Um, we also work with uh, you know several of the of the top forty in the industry as well. <clears throat> right. Well, tell us a little bit about Promo Labs. You have a couple of different products i'm familiar with the the websites the the propose and close the email but you started as an email provider right yeah we sure did um so uh we started out by basically um offering an email marketing service for distributors because you know obviously they're busy um a lot of them you know have tried constant contact and, and other tools and uh you know maybe those weren't fruitful for them or maybe they didn't have time to do it consistently to actually get some kind of value out of it so uh, our initial product was doing those emails on behalf of distributors twice a month. Uh, you know that was extremely successful. It's still our primary product that we sell. Uh, sort of wrapped around that service is we have a, a, an online, uh, basically a distributor website, a product catalog uh, that is integrated with that service that distributors can use as well. Um, and we have a free tool called Propose and Close that basically enables a you know any any distributor uh, to create proposals with a single click directly off supplier websites instead of having to copy and paste or throw it into PowerPoint um, and all the various other ways people create proposals to get ideas out the door and, and to close business. Um, so that's that's one of the free tools we offer. Um, we have some, some pretty exciting ones that we're going to launch this year as well. Uh, now, Proposing Close was kind of a unique tool. That's free to any distributor that wants to sign up and start using it now, right? That's correct. Yes, it's uh, it, just to give you a, a real quick a, a bit of background on it. You know, basically we looked at you know we worked with a lot of distributors, and it seems like a lot of them do the same thing, which is they they know the suppliers that they want to use. You know, say seventy five percent of the time, um, so they know you know for example, I'm just going to throw an example out there. They want to get a backpack. They know they're going to go to Leeds, and they're 
they have probably a few backpacks or at least brands that they're going to search for. They copy and paste off Leeds website into a PowerPoint. You know, maybe they go to Gymline and grab a couple of others, um, and they throw those into a PowerPoint or they throw them into an email and they shoot them off to a client. Um, and so that's kind of their process for creating proposals and getting ideas out the door uh, to clients. And so we just, you know, basically said, how can we help that process? And so we made it where a distributor can go to, you know, whatever supplier they like website click on a, a browser plugin that we have for uh, you know Chrome, Firefox, and, and Internet Explorer, and we grab all the information for them so they don't have to copy and paste. We put that into a, the cloud somewhere where it's always available to them, and they can create one or more proposals from, uh, we call it the stash. But that's basically what Propose and Close is. is um, it's a free tool for them to save some time when they're trying to get ideas out the door to clients. I, tr- I tried this. What I liked about it, I-, I call it link selling. I don't know what anyone else calls it, but I call it link selling. Every distributor does it. You go grab a link. You send it to your client. The, the bad part is you look like just everybody else when it's a, a leads link that sends them to the leads website. We know that's a big part of the challenge we all face today. What it what Propose and Close looked like it did for me, it also uh, cleaned it up a bit where it looked like I had my own private domain to represent that product um, and so it made it less about leads and kind of more about me the distributor and I kind of love the uh, on your blog I'm a frequent reviewer of your uh, top items and that are being stashed right. um, yep. I don't know about anybody else but I kind of use that as a what's hot in the market right now tool um, yeah we uh, we've had fun with that um, uh, we just basically take the top 10 items uh, we do it about every two weeks when our newsletter comes out, and we grab the you know whatever was stashed the most the the previous two weeks, and we publish that to our blog as well as in our newsletter. And people find that interesting. A lot of people just forward it on to their clients, believe it or right. not, but that's, <laughs> that's which funny. is pretty typical, right? But the uh, yeah. but yeah, we've it's been fun, and um, yeah, I wish a lot of the smaller suppliers would kind of pop up on that list more often. But obviously, you know that's why the big guys who yeah, that's why they they are where they are is because they they do most of the right. most of the sales. But um, but yeah, you know that fun. it's a fascinating tool though when you consider that you can actually crowdsource what's popular in the industry right now. There's probably other tools out there, but to me this one was just kind of simple to use. Now, Brandon, let's jump back to the e-commerce. Uh, I mean, the email, email. Excuse me, email for a minute. Mm-hmm. Sure. What is it that's unique about? your email service if if i'm a distributor and i want to use constant contact or i'm a mailchimp fan what is it about your email product that's unique to our business yeah um well i'll start off by saying there's a lot of products out there that are that are uh fantastic email marketing products uh mailchimp is one that's um, is great campaign monitor is another one that's great constant contact is great as well. So there's uh, as many as you want. You're going to find your flavor um, available, and most of them are pretty inexpensive. Uh, the problem is, just like a lot of technology that's available, it's do-it-yourself. So you have to go apply that tool. The analogy that I give, which is kind of uh, lame, but it still works, is it's like if you've got a broken, if you've got a, uh, you know, a, a clogged pipe in your house where your sink's broken, you can call the plumber or you can go buy a wrench. So if you go buy it's constant contact, that's equivalent to buying buying a wrench. Uh, our service is more like calling a plumber. Now we probably um, we'd be terrible at plumbing, but uh, it's the the analogy where the analogy plays in is the plumber's gonna come in and fix everything and they're gonna leave and everything's gonna be good. And if something's broken, you can call the plumber to come back. So you don't have to worry about it. And that's um, that's kind of how our service is different from a constant contact or another do it yourself tool. 
Um, so, you know, just to, just to kind of give you a, uh, some context of the differences, one is a do-it-yourself tool, and then there are, which is more of a service than it is a tool. Uh, there's a lot of technology behind it, and our customers get to interact with a lot of that technology if they want, but they don't really have to do anything at all for our service to provide value to them. So basically what we do is when someone signs up for our service, um, we send out email campaigns on their behalf. It's completely branded for their business, for their distributorship. It's got their contact information, links to their LinkedIn profile, their Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera. All that's uh, uh, nicely integrated into these email campaigns. Uh, but the nice thing about it is the distributor doesn't have to worry about it. So twice a month, they're going to get relevant, professionally designed campaigns uh, sent out to their clients to keep them top of mind and help them nurture their existing client relationships. Uh, so the nice thing about it is they're going to look really good because we're going to we pick, you know, we have uh, some folks that are really good at picking great products that are you know, the, that are hot right now or that are, you know, ones that are always do well depending on what the season is. We also put together the marketing calendar so we know when to send out, you know, emails for specific uh, either seasonal items or things around certain themes. Um, that's smart. So, yeah, we, so we take care of all that for them. Uh, so that's that's the biggest difference uh, if you're looking at, you know, one of the do-it-yourself tools versus what we can provide to distributors. So it sounds like um, if, if you know, if I go into MailChimp or go into Constant Contact, I basically have to do all the work to build that from scratch, whereas you might, you already have a plugged-in product even where we could select from or that you actually suggest that they use. And it sounds like it really does minimize the time I might spend trying to create something just for me because it's so specialized to our industry. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's you know, like I said, you the distributor. We try to design it where a distributor doesn't have to do anything at all. They just yeah. say, you know, I want this service. I'll turn it on. Uh, here's a list of folks that I want to email to, and we take it from there. And we just actually expanded the service. We do we have like a product based email for so for example, there's one going out tomorrow, um, and that one is for Earth Day, right? So it's well in advance of Earth Day, but it gets your clients thinking about it. So we have two two versions available for our distributors. One is a product based email. It's got a bunch of uh, of eco friendly products in it. Uh, some are featured. Some are um, you know more that are, that are more cost effective. And the other version of that is a newsletter version that has you know a considerable amount of copy about why choosing eco products is smart for your brand. It's smart for your company. It's smart for your community, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so distributors can kind of choose: Am I more of a product focused person, or am I more of a you know? Uh, do I want to have more of a sort of an agency approach and a consultative approach and go with the newsletter option? So That's cool. K kudos to yeah. you and your team because you guys um, are smart marketers um, and you guys have real clever, uh, creative, minimalist design. Um, your user interfaces on all your product. That's what our e-commerce director, Eric, was telling me. He was impressed by the user interfaces that you guys use on all your products. So the websites, the email, I'm looking at your website. It's all really clean. And you guys are smart marketers. And in case um, folks don't realize it, but uh, Promo Labs, uh, Brandon and team were the ones that came up with the industry voices, which to me was really smart marketing because you cater to all the little egos in the industry like mine and said, 
you knew that they had a they had uh, they were influencers whether whether i influenced two people or 200 um you knew to tap into the influencers and to give credit to those people that are on i don't mean insult everybody um but there are people that do think a lot about this industry and you tapped into those influencers it was smart marketing and you guys are still doing i still have my uh little award on my desk uh, today so kudos to you guys Um, on the websites how long have you guys been doing the websites um Pretty much since we started, uh, we used to use a third-party application, and we uh, uh, quickly brought that in-house and built our own catalog. Uh, but we've been doing that. It's always been part of our email marketing service, and the reason behind that is um, <clears throat> at least my preference is not to send dead-end emails. And what I mean by that is an email that's just a, an image in, a, in an email where your client can't click, click on that and learn anything about the products or request more information from you. Uh, so all of our emails are integrated with a catalog. So someone can click on an, a product in the email that we send for the distributors. It sends them to a catalog, which again is a, uh, an entirely branded experience for that distributor. So it's going to have all of their information, their logo, et cetera. But the nice thing about it is your client gets a nice experience of, of landing on that catalog. Now they can search for more products. Um, and the distributor has the benefit of, you know, we're here to take care of that catalog for you. So it's, you have your own unique URL, but we keep that product database and the branding on that uh, and the merchandising on that catalog really fresh. So we change it twice a, twice a month. We change it with a different banner. Um, you know, we did one for outdoor products. That's about to change to Earth Day. So a lot of distributor websites, unfortunately, look like they've been they weren't they've been touched in a few years. They're just kind of dust collectors. And right. they, you know, they people just don't have the time and the resources to uh, to keep them up to date. So we do that for them as well. Inventory is such a big deal. So it looks like as though your system, you guys are maintaining that, meaning the data. You're you're babysitting the data. Um, you don't have to go out and build it from scratch and maintain it because that is a that is a big challenge. Um, sounds like I could have the confidence that you guys are on top of that. Yeah, well, as much as possible. We uh, when we built proposing close. The, the the toolbar that we used uh, or that we built rather the the browser plugin that grabs all the information from the supplier websites we use that same technology to grab all the products from supplier websites and put that in the catalog. so the nice thing about that is we're probably the most up-to-date database in the industry because we go out and grab all the information from Leeds and Sanmore and all those guys um, pretty much on a daily basis and then update our product database so you know, if something goes on special or pricing changes or they change the name of a product or whatever it may be, um, our catalog is going to reflect that probably faster than just about all the other databases that are available in the industry. Let's switch a minute to best practices as it relates to okay. email marketing and, and, and e-commerce. Um, I, I, as I talk to business owners and as I talk to other marketers, um, the 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 inbox and the mailbox are still two of the most sacred spaces to land. It's where people are spending their time. And when I say direct mail, I mean you doing something very creative as a mail, mail piece. But email marketing, when I ask even the best social media people that I know, um, I'm always astounded that they still say that the inbox is the most sacred place to make get to get decisions made. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it's still... Uh, even for f- social fanboys uh, and, and fangirls, it's it's the inbox, the mail inbox is this top place. What are you seeing as best practices at, uh, when it comes to email marketing? What are you integrating into your platform as a best practice? Are are you, are you seeing some trends you can help people know of when to send? Um, uh, do you make those suggestions? Yeah, so we we've done this. 
we've sent millions of emails, um, you know, over the span of two two years or so, and so we've 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 become really good at knowing when to send it and how to design the emails to get to the inbox, how to monitor our reputation online um, to make sure that we have good. It's kind of like a credit score um, with regards to email marketing, but I'll go into that in just a second. Um, so you know, there's a email marketing is an art and a science. The science being how do you deal with all the technical technological issues that change pretty much on a daily basis, um, and the the art of it being how do you make it where someone's going to will, will, will click on your email or read your email, or they'll like the subject line, etc. Um, so those two things are you really have to have to worry about both, or you're not going to get uh, you know much out of your email marketing efforts. So, you know, just a couple of things, you know, there's, uh, there are several companies that do a really good job that anyone that is looking into email marketing, I would encourage them to go take a look, you know, MailChimp, uh, they provide a lot of free information about best practices, a lot of, lots of guides on how to do this yourself. Um, and all that information is free at MailChimp.com. I would encourage anyone that wants to do this to go up there and, and start reading those, uh, those, uh, their their guides and what have you. Um, there's another company called HubSpot, and HubSpot is a uh, automated marketing platform uh, that offers several different types of uh, marketing channels: email, social, web analytics, etc. Apologize, I'm no, no problem. We're, yeah, we're located we're located right on Sixth Street in Austin, <laughs> so we get some nice sirens every once in a while. Um, which which is uh, which is probably still pandemonium these days with the yeah. South by going on. Well, it's mostly just uh, leftovers, right? Okay. <laughs> out here, but uh, remnants, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, uh, but yeah, that was fun. South by Southwest is yeah. always fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would encourage anyone that's looking into that to go to those two resources. Ver- um, by the and, way, uh, sorry to interrupt, but Vertical Response is another one. They usually have some pretty good information uh, out there yeah, as well. Uh, absolutely. Yep. Um, but they and they they'll have the latest and greatest about what days of the week to send, um, you know how to segment your list, uh, design wise, etc. On the when to uh, send, you know. where do you fall on the when to send? What do you recommend? So yeah, so we send our emails on Tuesday mornings um, on behalf of our distributors. So that's you know that's that's proven to us to be the uh, the best time to send. If you go. What I would be careful of, if if you go read some of these things, they're meant for the masses, um, and most of them are written uh, for a consumer base, so people that are marketing to consumers, uh, especially like retail shops, because that's where they get most of their data, because they're the ones that do most of the emailing. Um, So a lot of their information and suggestions are going to be very specific to people that are consumers, that are at home, that can go online and buy something right now. Uh, So they'll tell you, hey, Sunday morning's a really good time to email because – you know, the kids aren't up and the person's sitting there and they're checking their email on their iPad and they can go check out your store and buy something. Um, that's great if you're bestbuy.com. It's not so good if you're mypromoguy.com. Um, so it's, uh, there, there are some things you just have to be careful of that you don't, you're not reading something that's, you know, written for a consumer based marketing team. Um, but what we found that the answer question is Tuesdays is the best time, uh, in, okay. in, in Tuesday mornings. What, what do you uh, do? You guys, I think I think the term is dynamic design. Uh, where you guys is, are your tools developed to where they're iPad, iPhone friendly, Android friendly? Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, we do that with our email design. So uh, our emails don't change based on the client that's reading it. I, I'm not even sure that that's possible. But the uh, 
our all of our emails are designed to look really good on a mobile device and also on a desktop. So what uh, Brandon? What percentage do you do? You guys track the actual transactions that are that are that are purchased through? I would think that you would through your web web sites. Yeah. Um, well, we don't. We actually don't. Uh, support commerce on our websites. We did. We we sort of tested that approach, um, and we've now gone back to basically our our catalogs don't support commerce. That you can basically, I mean, they do support commerce, but we don't turn it on by default. It basically creates a quote request that goes to the rep. Um, uh, but what I what I've tracked in the past, so I've worked with several large distributors and helped them. Uh, <clears throat> basically understand what's the impact of email marketing. And uh, and I can tell you the way that they tracked it was if, when email blasts go out, what percent of the people that open those emails and read those emails uh, basically place an order within a couple of weeks. And that's what they sort of loosely defined as a transaction because – you know, st- a lot of people still don't buy this stuff online. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about them buying online, but even in the retail world, outside of promotional products, it's less than 20%. It's, I think it's somewhere around like 15% maybe of transactions are online, yeah. even though so many people. So it's still, you know, that, that transition is still really slow and promotional products is even behind that. Yeah. So uh, most of the transactions that take place that are a result of an email going out are going to be them responding to the email and saying, hey, thanks for the heads up. I'd love to get a quote on blah, 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 or they call you. So, um but I can I can tell you that what we've seen is about ten percent of the people that open the emails end up placing an order within two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what what back to, to the old days when we were doing a lot of direct mail? I noticed that um, oftentimes they wouldn't the 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 offer itself wouldn't necessarily trigger what it was they were looking for. It would just remind them of something else that they needed to call us about. I always thought that was kind of interesting. So uh, on the you know I th- I think I'd read and I'm gonna have to go back and look at this again. The state of the industry report stated a pretty high number for the percentage of e-commerce transactions that were going on in the industry, upwards of 16 percent, which is really high. But I think what that included was a lot of the corporate stores and those exactly. niche stores, because I would be I wouldn't be shocked at all to find out that it'd be less than five, six, seven percent or something like that. But what one thing that I'm curious about is where do you think this is heading in the next three to five years? Um, do you think we're going to see uh, this trend continue to increase? And will a full shopping cart solution be a part of the future five years from now for most distributors? Um, I don't know that it's like a five-year horizon. It's it's going to happen that fast. Um, I think the answer is yes. So if you fast forward infinitely into the future, it's going to move online, just like everything else has. And you know, as, as obviously as the as the buyers, you know, we get older and the buyers stay the same age. Um, they, you know, that generation uh, that does the most of the buying obviously is going to be heavily influenced by technology and social media. So it has to go there just like pretty much everything else. Um, but I can tell you just, you know, by the folks we talk to and being really close to the industry, especially on the technology side is it just doesn't feel like the shift is very fast at all. Um, and most of it is you're exactly right when you said it feels like most of them are like corporate stores, company stores, uh, where most of those transactions are happening. Um, it just happens that some of those are really big programs. And so they have a a big impact on the overall number of the industry. But, um, you know, I don't, to be honest with you, it's, it's really hard, uh, unless you have a lot of faith as a buyer to go on and, and buy something that's going to be, you know, an extremely visible part of, of your company. And also it's going to, you know, 
reflect on you significantly if you mess it up um, and rely on just getting that right by doing it on a website unless there's a significant amount of technology there to make you feel comfortable enough to know that it's going to look exactly right and that the thread color is going to look okay on that kind of shirt you know all the things that go in place that you know and all the distributors or professionals at it's hard to sort of you know, replace that with a with an online tool. So I think what will happen is you'll see more distributors moving buyers along further in the sales cycle yeah. using technology and even acquiring more prospects and buyers through technology than, than maybe they do today. I think the, you know, let's say the final part of that funnel of actually placing the order and getting all the details together, I think that being replaced by something online is – pretty far down the road okay um but i think the first part of that funnel of getting them in the funnel you know of like as a prospect or as a buyer managing the relationship of you know i have 300 people i do business with managing that relationship making sure i'm cultivating it i'm nurturing that relationship those relationships and getting the most out of my business um as well as uh, the end of that funnel of getting starting the buying process, letting them shop, look for ideas, see things I've done before. I think technology can make all of that significantly better. It's just I have a hard time getting my head around how do you replace an apparel order, uh, you know, sophisticated apparel order with an online store. Right. Right. Every order is a custom order, right? Well, um, you may not want to tip your hand to your competitors, but do you guys uh, working on anything new? Uh, we are. We're working on uh, lots of new stuff. The one I'll tell you about that I'm most excited about that we're uh, launching at the end of this month is our Facebook app. Hmm. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're you know basically going to make it easy for our customers to uh, share all the campaigns and things that we've put together for them through Facebook, um, as well as a couple other nice little uh, utilities people can use on Facebook. But that's the uh, that's probably the most exciting thing we're doing this. Um, this month or in the near future. That sounds good. So it so sounds like the s- similar offerings that you're seeing through the email newsletter and through the websites, you're going you're gonna, to you're creating it to be built easily through a Facebook page. Yeah, more and more of our customers are using Facebook. Um, and you know, I wish it was higher, but it's not. You know, a lot of them just don't see the ROI or they don't understand how to go approach it, which is fine. You know, it's just a maturation process. But right. um, uh, yeah, so there's enough of them now where we feel like it's worthwhile to go invest you know, and, and, and doing that, um, and our customers are asking for it. So that's the that's that's the next big thing for us. Um, cool. At the end of this month, so that is great, uh, Brandon. And we are running out of time. Any final words or comments you want to make? Um, you know, I I would encourage distributors not to get too um, too wrapped up in um, you know the uh, uh, trying to apply technology. What I always suggest to folks is you know pick maybe one area of your business uh, where you could benefit the most try to find a tool or several tools or go to promo kitchen and ask for some support um, and some ideas and say hey you know I'm, I'm trying to get better at you know creating quotes or I'm trying to get better with you know customer relationship management what are some tools I should do and maybe what are a couple things that best practices I could apply that could impact my business versus trying to take on a lot of things at once. Yeah. Um, so that you know, it's it's pretty common sense. But a lot of people get wrapped up in oh, I got to do Twitter, I got to do Facebook, I got to yeah. do you know the email marketing thing, and I got to integrate that with surveys, and I, it just you know your head will explode. So right. just pick pick a couple of different 
uh, a couple things and, and try to execute on those and get the most out of it. Um, and that's what our customers do with email marketing. It sounds pretty basic, but when you do it right, it can have a huge impact. Uh, so maybe just you know zero in, focus on one thing, get it right, uh, have the impact that you can get from that one area of technology and then move on to the next. That is really, really good advice um, because, you know, 40%, I think the the statistic I've heard is that 40% of our, our lives are involved in rush orders. So if you're a distributor out there and supplier, that means almost half your professional existence is dealing with rush orders. And some of these tools, you can get so immersed in them that you lose sight of it. It becomes the, the, the everything, and you try to make it everything. And we talk about this in relations to e-commerce where you see distributors going down the e-commerce path and they're ready to go invest everything into that one particular channel well it's still a very fragmented market out there and you just gotta you gotta be sober-minded about it i think when you approach it right yeah and i guess the uh if i could throw in one extra piece of advice yeah. um and it's something i did i did a training for for ppai recently and i think i'm, I'm supposed to speak on this at uh at promotion d's for sagme um but it, it seems like a lot of distributors don't for whatever reason they don't pay attention to their existing book of business. They mm. wait for the phone to ring and they get wrapped up in existing orders. Right. And, you know, you've they've worked really hard to build what is basically their livelihood, which is their book of business. And um, to not nurture that on a monthly basis, and it's hard to do it over the phone or over lunch because you can't touch that many people. Right. Um, and a Christmas card won't do it. So, you know, you I would encourage them in some way, social media, email marketing, you know, somehow reach out and make sure that you're maintaining those relationships because at the end of the day, this business, um, in large part, is a numbers game. Um, yeah. of, you know, how many people can you have active in your book of business, placing orders so many times a month to, in order to hit whatever goal you have uh, from a revenue perspective. So right. Great throw advice. that in there at the end. Awesome. Great advice. Brandon, hey, man, really appreciate it. I really enjoyed getting to know you. Um, you guys have some great product, and thanks for taking the time with us today. Sure, my pleasure, Bobby. Thank you very much. All right, man.